Welcome to The Breadwinners, the podcast about the never-ending hustle and its impact on all aspects of our lives. From our financial life, to our relationships, to our kids, to our health, we're interested in what it takes to keep it all going. This podcast is about women, working, money, and family, and in every episode, we consider the research and share our takes on what we're learning every day about breadwinning. I'm Jennifer Owens, and I write about working, wellness, and women, and founded the Working Mother Research Institute. And on most days, I'm joined by my very smart co-host, Raquel Ellison, who is an executive coach and management consultant. But on this very special episode of The Breadwinners, I am joined by the equally smart Melissa Nicholson, who is the founder of WorkMuse, a job share solutions firm. And she's going to explain that because I like all those words. Uh, (laughs) Melissa's background is in film and radio. and Founded a company, worked in marketing and sales, like me, became a working mom as she built her career, supported her family. But unlike me, Melissa found a very interesting path between the rocks of work and life, and one that many of us may have heard of, but a few of us have ever seen really in action, which is job sharing. So all that to say is I'm very excited to have you here as your first ever guest on The Breadwinners. So welcome, Melissa. (laughs) Thank you so much. I'm so completely, I'm so honored. (laughs) So as a longtime listener, first time caller to the breadwinners, uh, you know, we always love to start off with a stat. And I was saying before that my stat that always when I hear job sharing, it's the one uh, we considered it part of the array of flexible work. And we're going to talk in that it's much more than that. But when we would ask about telecommuting, uh, remote work, which we defined as two different things, we'd get down to job sharing. And 100% of the 100 winning companies would say, yes, we offer it. And then when we would do, well, how many people are actually using that program? They'd say, oh, and it would average out across 100 best to 3%, which would say to me there's a gap there. So, (laughs) um, Well, I mean, it seems very accurate from from, um, my perspective and from um, everything I've come across out there. So the thing about job sharing is that give or take. Now these are a hundred percent of the winners for working mother magazines. Yes. Companies, right. These are the companies that raised their hand and said, we would like to be assessed and we're competing and look how great we are. Yes. And they are. So, you know, they have wonderful. A lot of great things to tell. They're already, um, they're already, uh, have family friendly policies and really pride themselves as, as innovators in retaining and recruiting, um, mothers and parent, you know, and right. working moms. So, so I would say, so truthfully around 20%, give or take a percent here or there, just depending on what research you come across of companies in the U S say they offer job sharing. But the reality is that less than 2% of people who work flexibly job share. So that's a mm. tiny, a tiny percentage of people who job share. Who Boy, that number shrank do. really fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think that it is because this 3%, it's because those are companies that already have flexible work practices that already are, they know what job sharing is. Now, job sharing has been around since the 70s and actually was um, really innovated kind of at the same time in um, San Francisco, as well as there was some job sharing going on in the UK. 
And that's, it's kind of crazy. Like it's been around four or five decades and really has gone nowhere. And Hmm. my background is um, how I came across job sharing is fresh out of college. I worked in um, radio in advertising sales. And at the time I had, I worked for one of the very few uh, female GMs in the country. And there were two women who worked there who one was a single mom who had gotten a divorce and she had stayed home for a few years that had worked in radio before she wanted to come back. And she went all, I live in Austin, Texas. She went all over town to every media outlet and she was pitching. She was a self person <laughs> and she was pitching her job share. And this is the way she wanted to work. And she wow. knew that she could do as a single mom. She knew she wanted time with her daughter was six years old at the time anyway. And so they started job sharing. I was in my early twenties. I never really thought too much of it at the time. I mean, I thought that's yeah. great. I was, I didn't even have a boyfriend at the time. So, <laughs> you know, but years later, I started my own uh, film company and with my then boyfriend, now husband, and uh, insurance got really bad. And we were just thinking about one of us going to work for a company at that time in Texas. And I chose uh, to go back into radio knowing the opportunity existed. And while there weren't a ton of job share teams, there were some. I was right at 29.30. And I thought, if I get back in and I work my tushy off, maybe I can work myself into a job share. I was focused. That's wow. what I wanted to do. And so I made an industry decision based on that. And there was a job share team where I worked and they had been in place for six years working together. And um, the company itself was that I went back to work for CDS or Infinity at the time. Anyway, the the the, pe- the middle management um, guys that were there were all uh, men with stay-at-home mm-hmm. wives. And it was really apparent once I got there, they were not into it. It was not going to happen. Oh. And, and um, so much so when I got pregnant, my boss told me, he said, oh, well, you know, they'll all, you'll leave. They all leave. They all quit whenever. And I said, no, they won't. <laughs> I am the breadwinner in my family. And yeah. we, I love my job. I love my marketing clients. And I'm not going anywhere. And I made him sign a contract that none of my clients would be staved off while I was on maternity leave. And when I went on maternity wow. leave, there was a buyout in a new, younger company that was much more diverse and had a job share policy came in. And I had a <gasps> new boss who completely appreciated me. He had two kids. His wife was pregnant with twins. And he proposed job sharing to me. And People would oh never, my goodness! Would never happened. This is like one of those vision board things, you know. We put it out there, man, and the and the force will bring it to you. It's either Star Wars or it's the secret. Yeah. I, but yeah. <laughs> and I knew nothing about it. I mean, I knew I wanted to do it. There was one other person who was pregnant, and he said, "You and you, y'all do it." And I said, "Great." And the person I ended up job sharing was not a fit for job sharing, and it was a horrible partnership. And that huh. is part of my whole impetus and wanting to start WorkMuse is that I learned, I didn't have, my managers didn't, there was no training. So my managers didn't have any training. I didn't have any training. My partner had no training. We didn't know if we were a fit for it. Right. It was like freshman year where they just throw two people. They kind of look, you know, you're both women. 
You, you both have together. you guys got infants. You guys go. You know, you just are moms. You guys fit together. Doesn't matter like any what we don't know anything else. Like you just right. go together, right? So I basically over the almost decade that I job shared, I job shared a little over nine years. And radio is an extremely high turnover industry. I had eight managers in the 10 years I was there. <laughs> and so with every new manager, we had to train the manager how to work with our job share team because oh. a lot of people came in with a lot of misconceptions. Yep. And I don't want to, I don't want to manage to a Wednesday, which was our shared day and our one-on-one on one day. I yeah. don't want to, you know, I don't like this idea that I have to do, you know, two reviews or two, you know, and right. Right. And, um, but once they started working with our team, usually within like the first month, they go, oh, these guys are on top of and ahead of every single deadline. Right. They know they are, they are like my all-stars and then they really appreciated it. But it was. Because I wonder, do they come in with the idea when they would come in and start, they just say, oh, well, you two are part-timers. There's definitely, there's definitely a stigma against anyone who works part-time. So the 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 reason that it's so important to present your job share and present the business case for your job share arrangement to an employer is for them to understand all of the benefit, all of the productivity, efficiency, the two brains, the synergy that they're going to get from two from these better yeah. ideas that come from two people, and also being able to really create that combined leverage, that combined skill set to get much better results and to do a lot more work than you would ever get from one employee in one position. And so I really encourage job share teams. I want them to make sure that they've got, if, if they're working a three-day work week and they're working a 60% work week, I want them to get those full-time benefits. I want them to get 60% vacation and sick time. And the, the job shares themselves are very flexible, really what they require is a seamless communication system and a handover process so that there is a shared handover. Even if it's only one hour, there's got to be a shared time where there's an exchange oh, of the information and like right. this is what happened and this is now where you take the baton and go. Because it's not too – the whole point is that it's it's not two half-timers. No. It's not even half-time. It's always more than that. But mm-hmm. that it's one. It's one held by two. That's a different concept of two individuals. Yeah. So it's two skill sets in one job. And and it isn't really people get into job sharing because of the flexibility they'll gain. Right. They know that they're gonna get the time with their kids. They have no idea until they get into it the amazing, I mean life-changing, life-changing, amazing, blow your mind. You'll never want to work any other way if you get it right. If it's right for you and you have the right partner and you set it up the right way, you it, you are able to completely unplug. I did not check a work email four days a week for nine years. Because you have backup. You you have a partner. Your that, partner yeah, and you I have a communication system. So right. and you work out what works for you, whether it's like the person who's there on a Friday who's leaving leaves a voicemail and then you've got like an, a note flagging system and you you know, without getting in the weeds of how it right. works. It's just you've got systems set up to where rarely, unless it's like 
your partner needs a big brain. They're, they're doing a brainstorm and they just want your second brain real sure. quick. Or they've got a big decision and they want to make sure that you'd both be on board for that decision. It would happen to me like maybe once every, once a month, maybe I might get a text and we would text and then the person would call back. But I right. never had to, my kids were very young when I start when I, my daughter was six months old. She's 13 when I started job sharing. And, um, and I, I never had to, uh, take her, be at the zoo or something like that, be on like a fill a trip out somewhere with her and ever worry about looking at my phone, checking my phone, checking. Oh, my I was always worried. <laughs> no, you don't have to do that at all. In fact, yeah. it's, it's an impediment if you're looking and checking on work email when your partner's working, because you just totally pass that baton to them. Oh, that's right. Because it, it's a level of respect and autonomy that you that you totally. have with your partner. That, yes. Oh, because you don't want to be undercutting them. No. Then what's the point? Oh, I get you it. Are, yep. You're like a we. You also take on, there's a whole nother part of training people to job share and just getting them ready uh, to really work in this different way. Because you're working differently. You are a we mentality. You are no longer an I. So you, when somebody makes a mistake, it's, you know, even if you didn't make the mistake, that's really hard for people when they first start job sharing. Right. Most people who are drawn to job sharing are very high achievers. Mm -hmm. So they really uh, regard themselves as like super detail oriented, high achievers, very organized, very on top of things. Like those are the people who are typically, those are the people who do well with job sharing. And those are the people who are typically drawn to it. And one of the hardest things to kind of really prep people for, and if they just know it in the beginning, is you're going to have to let go of control. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, I was all for it until you said that. No, (laughs) you're going to have to let go some control. Right. And you have to recognize that someone's, especially when you first start job sharing, someone's going to, you might start a proposal and someone finishes it and mm-hmm. and it's different than you would have done it. And maybe you don't like that, but then you start to realize it was kind of like what I heard you saying in an episode about your, your husband and you, when you were doing co-parenting and you said, you know, he would do things differently on the lead parenting than I would. And, you know, it, at first I was like, Oh, you do this differently. And we do it differently. Then I was like, Oh, I kind of, appreciate how you do that. And then I was like, no, your thing is really good. You're yeah, good thank that. you. Right? It's, it's kind of a it, similar thing. You have to get, and then you have to get faster and faster. And you know, you don't, you need to like cycle through all those emotions much faster and just accept it. <laughs> yeah. But it's a, it's a really, the thing that um, is very surprising, I think, to people who, who don't know anything about job sharing. And I think it's surprising to people when they first get into job sharing is that there is something universally that job share teams tell me that they value much more than the time and the flexibility that they have. I mean, it seems impossible. What is it? (laughs) It's the job share partner relationship. It's having that support system, that person who has your back no matter what, the person who, when there's a uh, life happens and your parent, you've, you've, your sandwich generation and your parent right. is and you've got to take time off or your teenagers, um, suffering some kind of traumatic thing. And so there's some kind of horrible thing going on there or some, some life interjects. Yep. It happens more as we get older, but every partner I worked with, 
Um, I had one partner whose dad had a stroke and he was in a, he was in a basically like a coma for 10 months. And I had a partner who had her daughter got into a like Instagram war with some, anyway, she ended up having like a, there was like a mental health thing going on with her daughter and she, it was really upsetting the entire family dynamic. I mean, we, in the course of a few weeks, she had several wrecks. She was so upset. And that is, I know, but, and it happens to all of us, the best is life. And what happens normally when that happens is that for an employer, the employer like takes over the slack or they delegate it out to someone, or they say this person's taking off for a couple of weeks because their, their parent passed away or this thing is going on. Well, that's not what happens with your job share partner. Your job share partner takes the reins, steps in, says, take a couple of weeks off. I've got it. I'm there full time. You don't worry about it. I'll work it out. And this happens all the time. I've got your back. And not only that, in the case of, I can say for sure, in the case of my job, your partners and every, all partners I talked to, I would say when my partner came back, you know what? I would give her the tasky things. Like she could just check it off. Like I did that. I did that. I did that. Mm -hmm. The bigger things. For the first few weeks she was back, the bigger things, I would handle it. I'd say, don't talk to her too much. You just, if you've got something, come to me in the next Have week. a soft re-entry, right? Yes, because they are out for your, they are out for your best interest. I have job share teams that uh, help out with doing some training with WorkMeas. And they, I have this team that's been job sharing 10 years. They actually just left their, their corporate job to start their own media company, job sharing it. They just a, a year into job sharing, they encouraged each other like workout buddies and they started running races together. Well, so with job sharing, it tends to be, so what happens? You start with your, your, it works out. It's great. And then. What is there much of a turnover for these partners or with their staying in their jobs or it's so interesting, Jennifer, because there are job share partners. I know a team here that's job shared for twenty five years. There are job share partners that they find the right partner off the bat. And they also um, become career partners and they move through their careers together and they navigate their career shifts together and they make long term planning goals and really good partners are great. They're almost like business partners and they're really great about, they have frequent check-ins. A lot of times they have annual check, like they'll take an annual retreat together and go for the weekend somewhere and map out their goals. Why do I not have this? (laughs) I know. And it's a really interesting thing because they are almost like their own little company within wherever they work because that's how really good teams get. But also, you know, you have one employee and an employee may, you know, quit, leave, whatever. That just happens. But when you have two, you have a different, like, yes, that people, life happens. People's husbands have, or partners have jobs elsewhere and people shift. And like the partner I was telling you about whose dad was in this, uh, whose dad had a stroke and was in that kind of situation before he passed away. She ended up going back. Um, her mom was taking care of her niece and that wasn't working out so well. So she ended up taking some time off after that mm-hmm. to take care of her family. Like she right. left the job for, and then, it, you know, it was great because yeah, we li- life happens, right? What you do. She gave me such a great heads up, which is also something I train people on is it's not just like you can replace your partner in a two week notice type thing. 
So she actually knew me so well, had my best interest at heart, and she was on the look with me <laughs> for wow. my next job share partner. And we considered moving to a different company and doing that. And at the end, I ended up staying in my company and working with someone who actually had less experience than normally I would have um, thought about. But the company had made a shift in their policy, and it was after the recession, and they decided that they weren't um, they weren't going to do insurance for both partners. And anyway, so wow. So I, but I found this amazing partner who I worked with for three and a half years, and she was my last partner. And she said to me, you know, she had the exact right attitude and the the right personality for job sharing. And she said, I I'll be your sponge. The, you know, so for the first six months we worked together and I feel like she probably gained years to her current experience, you know, just working together that way. And she right. was willing, she said, take me, mold me, you know, I know I don't have, <laughs> and I, and she was wonderful. And she turned out to be, I mean, really my last two partners were amazing fits and I had to come to that all on my own. And it was the inspiration for work means was when I was ready for my second shift and I hit a wall trying to find job sharing outside of that industry. Right. That's it. Cause that's So yeah. So what is the type of training that you, it would have made it easier. Yeah. So work means basically I spent about a year while I was job sharing, knowing that I was um, ready for a second shift and, and a new challenge and to do something different. I spent about a year uh, because I was really would like wanted to job share myself in a new industry, new job, new role. And I would hit a wall. They'd say, you can, you can work remotely a, a day or so a week. You could, you could, do, they were open to flexible work, just not job sharing because they didn't have a policy. And I was like, what the heck? I can't believe that nobody really even knows what this is or right. will allow me to do it, even though I'm experienced at it and I'm a super proven effective leader at my company. So I uh, dug into the research and the research really, uh, really corroborated everything I knew from my firsthand experience that job sharers are the most productive, efficient, super happy, super loyal. I stayed at my company 10 years. I probably would have stayed I, I probably would have left after five years if I had not been judged. It's radio. I, I, I'd be yeah. surprised if you stayed five. <laughs> I was the longest person there. Let's say that. In those 10 years, I was the longest person there. I had four market VPs and eight managers in that time. And I don't think, you know, and the job share is what kept me. And I made almost as much money job sharing as I did working full time because we were commissioned and we were so productive. Oh, and- Yeah. Yeah. So I made great money. I had benefits for our family. And it was just, I had four days off every week. So it was just an amazing situation. So that's what I wanted to continue doing. And what I found in the research was like, when I dug into everything, I was like, why hasn't this gone everywhere? Every single case study is similar. Same story. It's brilliant. It's amazing. It's the best work-life balance. And people hate the word balance, but I'm sorry, but that's what job sharers say. I have the best work balance in my life because they separate and prioritize each area. Ah, It was because there was no training. There was no training for companies, managers, HR, or individuals who wanted to do it. 
So people were just on a boat with no oars, figuring it out themselves without anybody else or any other examples around them of job share teams or people who'd manage job shares to ask for. <laughs> so they're just figuring it out. And that's one of the reasons. They're, it's kind of like one of those issues where it's there's a lot of reasons. It's gendered. Sure. It's, it seems complicated, but it's simple in practice. It seems it's unfamiliar to managers. So why are they going to risk this? It seems like it could be an HR nightmare. What if these people hate each other? True, right. I totally <laughs> what if, get it. What if one's great and the other one's horrible? Do right. I hire one? Like, what is that going to do to me? And this is why you founded WorkMuse to train people and companies how to do it. Exactly, Jennifer. I mean, really, it's to empower people to create their own job shares and companies to design sustainable job share programs available for everyone, really. Well, and so now uh, we're in a pandemic. <laughs> if you if you didn't know, spoiler alert, yeah. it's a pandemic. Uh, and so it there's a role to be played here with job sharing as well. I, it's another tool. It is. And I really honestly have never seen it. I mean, it could actually be just a, a really a two-part solution to um, some very big problems that we have, which the first one is we've got all these parents working from home suddenly yeah. without without uh, having time to set it up, right? And and they've got kids at right, home. Right, right. Yeah. And there's no, and they, and they don't have school. And regardless of the kid's age, it could be like toddlers all the way on up and what those needs are. And they still have their full-time working responsibilities and now have to do it remotely. They don't have the office set up, all those kind of things. So it's like job sharing right now is a brilliant solution for companies to have these uh, two job share partners able to be able to separate and prioritize their work and life in this way, in this unique situation where the partner can focus on work half the week, hand over their work hat to the other partner for continuous work coverage with great results, the kind of results that would happen before this pandemic, so that then that partner can turn focus and really focus on caregiving for their kids and homeschooling or distance learning, whatever it may be. So like people are seeing mass layoffs, right? And I'm encouraging people to stay on top of this, be ahead of it, go to your employer with this innovative solution that already was a great solution for companies and say, hey, we've got this unique situation of all these people working from home without childcare. And on the other hand, um, you can eliminate, I mean, these employers do not want to ruin people's lives. They, right. do, they want this, they're, yes, and they want to retain this talent too because they've worked hard to find these talented employees. It's yep. killing them. So they can eliminate a position without eliminating an employee. They can put two employees in one position, have them set them up to be successful by job sharing together, and they have a support partner. One of the most important things getting through this crisis on a day-to-day basis is the community and connection we have and checking in daily with a work buddy or a friend and saying, how are you doing? How are you holding up? Those partners will be one another's emotional support system as well as their work support system through this. So it's a really interesting. To some people, it's it's kind of a weird way to work, right? It's still it's it's um it's something you've heard of, but you haven't you probably haven't seen it in action. So right. you haven't. So what are you doing to help with that? <laughs> 
Well, I mean, this is part of the reason that I designed the company around training people and really helping them understand the best practices and making sure it was a good thing for them and they could find the right partner and they could get it all set up the right way. So we have, WorkMuse was actually in the process, believe it or not, nine months in the making of launching an online an online program called Job Share Academy. It is still on. It's going to be out and launching in the next month. And people can sup- subscribe to our newsletter at workmuse.com. And they'll get the first information as well as special pricing. And it's going to be very relevant. We are refocusing a lot of the lessons based on what we are going through right now to help people, even to get people to be able to approach their employer and have their employer reimburse them for the program so they get the training. Um, But we also, we kind of stopped everything this last week in a way of where we were because, yeah, yeah, but I mean... I saw, and I really was thinking about actually your episode a couple of episodes back about breadwinning and caregiving through the pandemic and what that could mean for people. And I thought, you know what, we want to make sure that no breadwinners, no breadwinning women are negatively impacted more than others because of this. And we just need to support all the working parents going through this right now, male, female, uh, you know, who part parenting partners we want to support. So we created a comprehensive 18 page how to step by step guide of how to literally uh, put on your oxygen mask to hacking homeschooling to slaying remote work all by implementing the, a job share mindset, those same principles of how you are going to separate and prioritize and share work within your family to conquer the new challenges we have of the household chore management seven meals a week (laughs) that we now have to cook, homeschooling, and some people really are homeschooling, or distance learning for older kids, or just having those toddlers and who need your attention and figuring out how are you both going to work and how are you going to manage these other things and what family members are going to step in and do their part. Where are they going to synergize? Where are they going to divide and conquer? The same principles that we use in job sharing applied to our new situation. That's great. Where can you find it? So we've got it at workmeans.com backslash work from home. Ah, that's great. Thank you. Well, thank you for joining me today on The Breadwinners. It's so great. And and pretty soon it'll be The Breadwinnering Job Sharers. That's we'll have to a whole separate thing. So I love it. We hope you enjoyed the time you spent with us and that you'll share your own story at thebreadwinnerspodcast.com. How are you making it work? We'd love to know. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast and to rate and review it. Let us know what you think about the breadwinners. Help us tell the stories that mean the most to you. And until next week, keep hustling. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM Network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.